Growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. Welcome to another episode of the How We Solve podcast. Today we interview Tom Kriegelstein, who is a rockstar speaker, the co-founder of SwiftKick, where he provides leadership programs for over 650 colleges, corporations across the U.S., including the U.S. military and Disney. And over the past eight years, Tom has been launching forums all over the place at places like YPO, EO, YEC, and even TED. And EO New York has dubbed him the forum launcher. And I'm very happy to have you here on the podcast to talk about how to launch a forum. Yeah, well, thank you. And, and perfect pronunciation of the last name, which is a rare thing, which shows you have a, you have a German history. German background, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Kriegelstein. Thanks for having so, me. So do you want to give us a quick background about yourself and about your company, what you do? Yeah, well, I, I'll specifically talk about the forum side of it um, and, and with, with what led to that. Back in college, I was I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and then I saw a speaker come to my campus. I would talk about passion, and I was so amazed by what he did and how he's able to move an audience with his words. And then I, I went up to him and said, I want to do what you do. And he became a mentor, and I tried to do it myself on my own and failed miserably. So then I went and got trained under a program called QLN. And QLN is an organization that has this the hands down world-class facilitators, facilitation speaking training. Uh, and I worked for them for three years as a lead facilitator and did trainings all over the world and then went off and did it myself. And that was many years ago. And then eventually I got into EO in New York and stumbled into a forum and we were choosing new roles. And while I was in the new role, or, or while we were picking roles, I kind of twitched and I was the youngest person at the table. So all the elders in the forum turned and said, Tom, you're going to be the, the moderator. And I was like, what's that? And they said, you're going to lead us. And I thought, how am I, the youngest person at this table, possibly going to lead you all who have bigger businesses? You're older, you're wiser. Um, but I took it on and I loved it. And I, I fell in love with the forum experience and the concept. Because what it did is it, it made me realize that people learn best in circles versus rows, and that the wisdom is oftentimes in the crowd, not in the individual, meaning that the genius is in that group that's there and instead of one person having to be the holy saving grace. And so through proper facilitation, the forum experience can unlock some amazing uh, growth in individuals. And, and so then... I love the process so much. I committed a second year to forum, being forum moderator. Then I joined the board at EO New York, became the forum chair for several years. Uh, then I started doing trainings for forums and then eventually led to EO New York just dubbing me uh, with their, their president at the time said, Tom, you are the forum launcher. And, and, I, and I, at first I was like, what do you mean? And he said, think about it. You are the one that we go to when we want to launch new forums, when we have a group of people who have never met before, and let's get them together and build a, a, a team that is committed to staying together over a long period of time. So then that led to me working with YPO, working with Bliss Champions, and even getting to work with, as you said, Ted brought me in to, do, uh, to set up a forum experience for their, for their TED Fellows. And that was a, another unique experience because it's pulling it away from the business 
type people and into the artists and the creatives, which is what a lot of the tenth and the scientists, which is what I did under Ted. Very cool. You also have for uh, for the audience, you have a very cool Facebook group, which I'm part of, which is called the Forum Launcher. If you want more tips, that's definitely a good resource to, to check out. Do you have a framework on how to moderate the forum or like how, how, what's, how, how can somebody who wants to start a forum, what, can, what kind of tips can you give them to make sure this will be a successful forum and people engage and it's actually yeah, yielding results and people come and people stick together and it doesn't fall apart? Yeah, there's certainly a framework and I would say it's, it's maybe the framework is science the ability to run through it as a moderator is art. And it's a bit of a dance back and forth between the two. And so let me talk about the science side of it and like the actual structure. Like what is a forum? Because some people call it a mastermind. Some people call it an inner circle, a brain trust, a team, a cohort, whatever. You, those are all different names. So the base idea is a forum is a group of six to eight people who meet monthly and do a reflection on the prior 30 days while then also planning for the next 30 days. And a forum is meant to be this space where you could call it a brave space or a safe space or something where it allows people to just, without judgment, share whatever they need to share at the deepest levels, the things that they aren't sharing anywhere else. And the reason they're able to do that is because it's 100% confidential, meaning what's said and shared in that room with that group doesn't go anywhere else. It's never spoken to anyone outside of that group. Do you have, do you usually have like a, is it under friend DA or do you have like an actual NDA that people sign? It's a friend DA. Yeah. Okay. Now it, people oftentimes like, well, this happened in one forum I was training where someone actually got um, indicted uh, for tax fraud. And so mm -hmm. it was a big case. And so they actually, other members of the forum uh, were subpoenaed to, to talk in the trial. And <laughs> I said, well, how does confidentiality work there? And it was funny to hear their responses because the people were like, uh, mm, uh, and I reminded them that forum is not above the law. <laughs> and so <laughs> we don't get spousal, spousal privilege as being members of the forum. And so, Too bad. Yeah, so then I tell them, you should talk to your lawyer and decide if you're going to plead the fifth or what you'd like to do. So that's where confidentiality is. It's a friend DA for sure. Okay, cool. Um, but I will say, if there's a breaking of that confidentiality, it's, it's definitely a sign that someone's going to get removed from the group uh, mm -hmm. because it just causes all sorts of additional trust issues. Are there any other things on um, when you remove people, like when they don't show up for X amount of times or like, is, is there something, I mean, aside from being a dick, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple of different ways. So it's, certainly there's a, the idea is to make it as um, objective as possible when removing someone so that there's a process and everyone knows it. It's kind of like uh, top grading when top grading the, the book on hiring with Jeff Smart says that someone who's about to get fired should, shouldn't, or sh it should never be a surprise that someone's about to get fired. They hmm. should know it or they should have already felt it well before they're about to get fired. The same is true here. And the ways that um, people typically will get asked to leave a forum or will automatically be removed from a forum is they show up late too many times, they miss too many meetings, they underperform on a variety of different things, and that reflects poorly in their what's called a member-to-member -member assessment that happens uh, mm. one, sometimes twice a year. 
And through that whole process, you get down to some data that says this person is not performing. They're not a good fit. They don't have time sometimes for the form and then, and then they're out. And in terms of the, I mean, I guess you track attendance and is there like a rule if you miss like X percent of the forms and you're out automatically, or is it then still like, you know, okay, he was whatever, we you know, circumstances is why he was not showing up. Yeah. Every form does it a little bit different. And my default that I give forms when I'm starting them is I say everyone gets two and a half misses mm, okay, and, and then they're out. And why the, so why the half a miss matters is because uh, if someone's late for a form, that counts as a half a miss. Mm, okay. Plus they get fined. And the fine is, you know, maybe $50, $75, $25. That's not a big deal for most. Like it, it, I don't want to pay it, but like, okay, I'll pay it. But it's the miss, the half a miss that counts. So someone can miss two meetings and be late once for the year before they're, and then the next one they get, they get removed. Hmm. Interesting. And in the removal, typically we, we say there should be a cooling down period before there's a vote back in. My recommendation is two months of cooling down, meaning that we cannot vote this person back in until two months have passed. The reason being there is that it gives both sides a chance to sort of remove them. Reevaluate, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Emotionally from the situation and then decide, is this a good fit for us? Does this make sense? Do I have time for this? Does this person want to be in it? And then they can do a true vote. Hmm. Awesome. It's a, there's a mental exercise from a book called Kill the Company. You buy your company back after you sold it for pennies on the dollars and then you can rehire everybody but kind of thinking about like would you rehire every person that's currently on the team it's like a good thought exercise of like you know do you maybe yeah, want to let somebody go enthusiastically rehire yeah each of your team members okay very cool so sorry for for kind of jumping into it to, to the firing uh you know yeah, it's you like, not, not the right order but uh, I was, I was can, curious, I, so. can i close out just a couple more things about the base structure Sure, absolutely. Uh, we, we stopped at confidentiality and then kind of went some other stuff. So it is the meeting itself is a very structured process uh, that usually lasts three to four hours every month. Typically, the, and the reason it's so structured is to consider it like a board of advisors where we want to get through a bunch of stuff in a short period of time. So we want to maximize that time. So it's very structured. Then typically the topics that are covered are around three big areas, personal, family, business, slash career are the three main areas. Sometimes people will break off uh, into also community slash friends and have a fourth section. It's just a choice. And then each one acts as an accountability. It, it's an accountability team that we, we use with each other. Uh, and then the last thing I'll say is that typically forums will do some sort of retreat once a year where they're, meeting up in person. And this is, this is helpful for those virtual forums that exist is to try and find once a year for at least two nights, three nights, they meet up in person and have some sort of mm. meeting because those in-person meetings, those in-person moments are what really solidify uh, the, the social capital between the members. Makes a lot of sense. Something would be, I guess, very interesting for, for everybody who wants to start their own forum do you have any templates or can you point out some resources where somebody kind of get like maybe the meeting structure or, you know, maybe you have something on your site or something from EO that's publicly available? Yeah. Um, the, the best place is just uh, facebook.com, the forum launcher. 
uh, and go there because I'm constantly sharing that. And it's even divided up into sections. Uh, there's, there's content on moderation, facilitation, uh, coaching, activities, goal setting, retreats, constitution slash culture, forum overview, reflection, presentation, and parking lot. Awesome. So we will just add a few deep links into your Facebook group from, yeah, yeah. from, from, all, from the There's from. so much documentation and I keep adding. I try and add, I try once every workday, I try and add one new bit of information to it. Um, wow. Eventually there'll be a book. Hmm. Awesome. Cool way to, to writing a book actually, because you kind of put something out there and you get feedback and better ideas and it gets refined from, from, from the, from the community. Yeah. Very awesome. If anyone's ever interested in hearing the story of how The Martian, the, t the movie that turned into mm -hmm. a book that turned into a movie, that's how he wrote it. He wrote it first as for his coworkers, chapter by chapter. And they were all scientists and they, they would give him feedback and everything. And then it, the community grew and grew and grew. And then it got to a spot where they, were, they asked him to put it into a, a, a Kindle format so they could read it all together. And so oh. he didn't really want to make money off it, so he just charged 99 cents. And put it up on Amazon, but it became a bestseller. And then a publisher <laughs> saw it as a bestseller and then printed it, published it. And then uh, Hollywood picked it up as a movie. And then Mark Wahlberg became the star in the movie. So hey, that's awesome. A forum launcher coming to a theater cool. near you. Yeah, I was about to say. So we'll see in the movie soon. Yeah. Uh, okay. And the forums, how long is the duration usually of how long do forums stick together? Uh, stick together or are there monthly meetings? So monthly meetings, you said it's three to four hours, right? Yeah. And how, how long do they, you know, do they last for a year or two? Or is it, do they, do they last? Actually, a friend of mine who's in EO forum, he said like he's in it for eight or nine years. Uh, Eric Sue, awesome guy, also YC member. I don't know if you know him. And he said, I think he's the only person who's still in his forum. Everybody else has cycled out. Yeah. It's a living, breathing thing that people cycle in and out. My first forum is called The Committed here in New York. And the, one of the guys in the group is Len Oppenheimer. And he's been in it, I think, 18 years now. Uh, and he started it. And it's just cycled new people in and out um, throughout the years. Uh, and so it's a matter of... Uh, because everyone's life's just good. It's, everyone's on their own little like journey and roller coaster and adventure. And um, ideally... I, uh, it would stay together forever. Some mm -hmm. famous, famous masterminds. If if you ever want to like dig into the history of masterminding and forum, there's some like there's some really cool ones of of writer guilds that that got together that had been together for for years doing the mastermind process once a month. Hmm. Yes. How do you find this YouTube history of of forums or uh, if you do uh, it, just Google like. Uh, uh, famous masterminds of history and okay and they, they, and then they give the name and sort of the history of it too and so that becomes interesting i've seen if i remember some of the ones off the top of my head but uh, how, how much i think even wikipedia has it i'll, I'll find i have great googling skills even though we couldn't find the circles app but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. um how much do people usually charge for a farm you know <laughs> audience mainly entrepreneurs so it's going to be most likely an entrepreneur forum is it covered by the in, in terms of yo i guess it's covered by the eo fees but like if you have an independent forum or just general what's the pricing of this 
Yeah, the let, let's say so EO YPO they have a they have a, a membership fee that's going to exist, but that covers a whole bunch of stuff, not just the form experience. So you can't quite let's let's imagine that it were outside of a of a of a uh, an organization and you were just doing the actual form itself. So there's no one making money off of it. There's no cost. There's no additional things. If it's an in-person forum, then the real, the only real costs are going to be the dinner that happens afterwards, and then the month, uh, and then the the yearly retreat, or if they do mm-hmm. a one-day retreat. Uh, in in our group, you know, our meals, we usually put in maybe three, four hundred a quarter for meals into our kitty, and then the retreat um, can run anywhere from two to three thousand for the multi-day retreat. Um, and then the one day retreats usually like a thousand somewhere in there. So that, that would be how much it would cost like raw base. Just mm, but it's like, it's like, it's kind of self-organized. Nobody's making money off this. It's just like to, if, if you were doing it outside of any organization, right? Yeah. But if you're going to do it, we, 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 we also do a mastermind. So usually 10 of us will get together in like some, some fancy Airbnb somewhere on the world or some, some hotel. And then, uh, yeah, it's 10 of us and we just like pay, pay the costs and that's, yeah. you know, somebody kind of pays in advance. The, 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 um, the assistant kind of organizes it and then we kind of pay for them the money or them them the money after afterwards. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's important that, you know, there's a difference between, and this is where the name gets a little tricky. Cause you're like, what the difference is because some people consider a mastermind, a four day, retreat where a group of people get together and we're going to mastermind on that retreat for four days. And that's kind of it. And the process I'm talking about is an ongoing monthly process that Mm -hmm. includes a retreat, but also includes the other 11 months of constant checking in and and challenging and supporting each other. How do you keep people accountable? Do you have like an, like a level 10 document from, from EOS where everybody kind of writes and like, this is the stuff, these are my 90 day goals and this is the stuff I'm committing to, to actually getting done. Um, so you have more accountability because maybe you don't re- remember what the other forum partner or member um, said they would do. Yeah. Every group's going to be a little bit different as to how they choose to do accountability. Best practice. Yeah, let's say practice. best practice, whatever you like best. Yeah, is, is to have, have a goals. Uh, uh, well, first you have the big picture of where's my life going. We do the wheel of life as an activity mm-hmm. that kind of gets a good big picture. Rate where we're at now and then talk about, okay, the next year, what do I want to have accomplished and what areas am I looking to grow? And then we look at the quarter and the quarter is where we really hone in on what are the actions similar to what we do in a business. Uh, and, then, and then every month we're checking in on the, the, the actions we said we'd do that month. And then every quarter we build out the next three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ultimate goal is that that leads to the year, the year leads to the century and, or the decade, and then that's, that's our life. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, the EOS model probably like is, is, is a good thing for that to have like the level 10 meeting and the VTO. We have like all these different areas covered in there in the plan. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's the thing is just getting the team to commit to one of them is the key because there's lots of different ways to do it. And same thing in business. There is the EOS. There's also Rockefeller Habits. There's the mm-hmm. game of business. And each one of those works as long as people use it and they just yes. need to use it and 
constantly repeat with it. I think that's the power of a forum or a mastermind where people get together and they hold each other accountable because, you know, it's like kind of buying a book or buying an online course. Most people, you know, I think like 90% of people who buy an online course don't go through the whole course and stick to, you know, kind of what, what or will not solve the problem that they want to solve with this course. But if you have this forum accountability group, it completely changed the, the game because we're, we're social animals and we just, you know, this is how, how we take, we don't want to look bad in front of somebody else, not living up to our word. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hear the history, I know, I remember one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the famous ones is called the Vagabonds and it was uh, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, Harvey uh, Firestone, and then this other guy named John Burroughs. But each one of those, uh, so they had a one that met, regularly uh, doing the mastermind process together. It's also, I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Junto from yeah. Benjamin Franklin, I think was, right? Okay. He always yeah. said the Juntos. There was a ben, Benjamin Franklin, J.R. Token. Uh, yeah. Hmm. That's great. And apparently it was coined originally by the word mastermind. It was by Napoleon Hill. So. Mm, I'm, I'm a huge Napoleon Hill fan. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently re-listening to The Laws of Success. And my, yeah. my favorite book is The um, Outwitting the Devil. Have you, have you read it? No, I have not read that one. It's, it's pretty cool. He, um, he wrote the book, I don't know, like 60, 70 years ago. And he didn't dare to publish it because his wife thought if they publish it, they will get killed. And the Napoleon Hill Foundation launched it like, I don't know, eight, ten years ago or so. And in this book, he interviews the devil, asking the devil, what does the devil do to make us not reach our goals? Uh, and what kind of tricks the devil had. It's, it's really f- fascinating. Wow. Cool. Um, any other books, tools, or resources you can recommend to launch a successful forum? Aside from your, um, the forum launcher, of course. Yeah, I mean, that's why I started that group. Because someone can individually research pieces of it. I would say that the best is like if, if someone wants to launch a forum, uh, find someone who has done a forum and let them show you the, the, like the, this is what a perfect 10 looks like. And then, be, then go from there and, and evolve and, and finish up you know, or choose to do it in the way you want to do it. Like last night, I just wrapped up my, my 33rd forum that I've started and launched uh, and I, and I'll be with, I was with him for three months and the first month is I was running the whole thing, every role possible. And then the second month they run the roles, but then I'm, I'm their training wheels. So I'm kind of there talking them through it. And then the third month, which was last night is I'm supposed to be quiet and I tried my best to be quiet, but they kept kind of falling off the track. So then I had to come back on and show them how to keep it going. But eventually what happens is they just, they get the motion of it. And they're like, all right, this is what we do. And as Jim Collins uh, says, the system set us free. And that this is the idea is like create the system and then run and play around within that system. And it becomes a really amazing experience. What are the main roles that are in, in the forum? You have the moderator. What else do you have? Yeah, the, the, the moderator, the, the uh, parking lot attendant, the goals keeper. Mm-hmm. The, the special events coordinator, like if you wanted to host, instead of doing a presentation, you want to bring in an expert on hiring or an expert on fitness, then they coordinate that. 
the retreats coordinator is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and treasure, treasurer. Kind of like a little bit like Toastmasters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does the parking lot attendant do? It's like literally who's responsible for the parking part, or is it like is there some? <laughs> no, the parking lot is a, a, a code as a name for a document that tracks the all of the possible challenges someone's facing over time. Hmm. And, and so when someone's reporting on their monthly update, they're oftentimes they're going to go through and say a bunch of things that they're challenged with, and the group's going to say back to them, "I heard him say." he can't pay payroll. I heard him say he hasn't gone to the gym. I heard him say he's arguing with his spouse. Those three things or however many end up being will go into a thing called the parking lot. And the person's then going to decide, uh, give a rating of importance and urgency on those two, those items. So you can say, I haven't gone to the gym. How important is that to you? And how urgently do you want to present to the group on that topic? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What we're doing there is trying to get to um, the the four quadrants. The four quadrants, uh, I, is that Jim Collins too, maybe? Uh, where it's like important, urgent, urgent, but not important. Uh, we're trying to get to the things that are important, but not urgent. Is that Stephen Covey? Uh, Stephen Covey, thank you, thank you. I knew it was in Jim Collins, thank you. Uh, we're trying to get to things that are important, but not urgent. So we're not putting out fires all the time. Uh, that all goes into a parking lot uh, document, which is just a Google Doc, and that um, that's how you track it over time. So when it's my turn then to present and take the hot seat to go deep on a challenge I'm facing, uh, I'll go to that parking lot. I'll look at what's there and see what have I been talking about a bunch. What's showing What's showing up at the highest part of my parking lot uh, that maybe I should address that I'm not addressing. Hmm. And then, uh, so I said it's four four hours long usually. How is it structured? Kind of like, hey, welcome, kind of updates from everybody. Then, yeah, what's what's the structure of me? Uh, typically, yeah, typically there's there's uh, four or five parts. The first part, some sort of intro stuff, warm up intro stuff. Then there's the monthly update. Uh, everyone gets their update. Then there's uh, as part of that process though, it's like monthly update plus goals check-in, um, plus a few other like smaller things, but like that, that all is that part. Then there's a break. Then you do some sort of presentation or a special presentation, um, which is either someone's in the hot seat or we're bringing an outside expert in to give us some thoughts around the topic. Um, there might be a second hot seat, a second presentation, or it might be, we sometimes they have a section called the, the business dive deep that goes into maybe everyone brings their, their, their balance sheet and we talk about, talk about it, mm. talk about their hiring practice and we talk about it and then it closes. That would, that would be like a pretty base structure for a mm-hmm. form. Mm-hmm. And you determine beforehand, I guess, what's going to happen so people can prepare for this. So next, next time Tom will be on the hot seat and we'll do a deep dive on David's business. Yes, that's all prepared. And typically, if someone's in the hot seat, then they've been coached offline. And then there's a whole kind of process for that coaching that exists to be able to help get that person to clearly identify what is the core challenge and what's the core experience sharing that you'd like from the group. And the coach and that person will talk through their topic because they might say, they might start thinking that the core challenge is that um, I can't. 
I have bad employee turnover. But what we discover through the coaching is that the majority of their employees are female. They have a bad relationship with their, their mom and he can't handle his wife. And like, there's a, there's a constant repetitive pattern of, of his relationship with females. Hmm. So like now all of a sudden, it's not that his employees have high turnover. It's, it's that he has a challenge with females throughout his life. So now we're going to zoom the microscope out and talk about that. Because maybe by alleviating that core challenge, we're now going to help him have better employee tur- less employee turnover, a stronger relationship with his mom, and a better relationship with his spouse. Mm-hmm. Like that's, what a, that's what coaching can do that becomes really powerful. And who's the coach? Just like your accountability partner or whoever is best suited for the topic? or Some groups will choose one person because they'll say that person's just a really good coach. And then some people will uh, rotate who the coach is. And it's usually whoever presents becomes the coach next time. Mm, okay. As a way to oh, do it. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll dig into your, your group and find some, some good deep links for... Yeah, there's so, there's, there's so much stuff there. And so I definitely, if any, if any piece of that, someone wants to know more, I'm pretty sure I have some stuff on coaching in there. And I'm pretty sure I have some stuff on other, all, each element of it. And I keep adding more every day. Awesome. Very cool. Um, final question is one I, I love to ask people because I'm curious about it. Do you have a personal mission statement or a personal vision? Did you define this for your life? Yeah, you know, I, um, I, I have uh, for a long time wondered the big, big picture. And it always gave me anxiety. Uh, it gave mm-hmm. me anxiety to, to like have to think, this is what I should be doing, kind of vision and, and be clear. And, and so I, I removed myself from having to have to have that big vision and came back to what excites me mm-hmm. and, and move in that direction. And, and while I'm not clear here, I know what feels right moving forward. And mm-hmm. like I'm moving in a direction. Now I'm clear on some things. I'm clear that a gift that I have for the world and like I'm meant to do is, is content creation, content delivery. That sort of like put me in front of people and deliver stuff. I feel like that, that I get that I'm, that's a superpower. I'm good at it. I feel like I'm, that's what I was meant to do. Um, what area that's in is still, I think TBD for me because uh, I, I work in a lot of different industries and do a lot of keynote in different industries. And um, I, I'm not keynote specific. Um, I'm really fascinated by human behavior. So when it comes down to it, I'm not sure I know that big picture, nor am I too concerned with it. Because mm-hmm. I feel good about when I look ahead three to five years, I feel good about the direction I'm going. And as Jim Collins says, it's the 20 mile march. My goal is every year to grow 20%. And that's what I'm doing. And, and like I, I just keep on that path and it works for me. That's, it's, I mean, if you love what you're doing and you provide value to other people, it's like, you know, very satisfying. And I think you're, you're on the right track, even if you don't like stick to some super specific, I think it's already very specific in terms of what you're doing. So you're definitely not, not, not aimless and, and vision slash missionless. Yeah. Awesome. That's true. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I got a lot of notes and I will dig through your Facebook group 
and um, I think this is going to be really valuable for the audience. All Thank right. you very much, Tom. Yeah, wonderful. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.